0: Podcast talking all things Disney with your hosts El John Go and Dave Bossert.
1: Welcome once again to Skull Rock Podcast, the show about all things Disney and pop culture. Where every week we take you behind the scenes of some of your favorite Disney films, theme park attractions, performances, books, music, whatever's in pop culture, whatever's streaming, whatever's in theaters. We just cover the entire gambit of the multiverse. Of entertainment. I'm Al John Go, longtime Disney, Marvel, Star Wars fan, pop culturist, and musician. And you can email me, Al John, at skullrockpodcast.com.
0: And I'm Dave Bossard, artist, filmmaker, author, and welcome to the Skull Rock Podcast. If you love Disney and pop culture, please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can also like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can also email me at Dave at SkullRockPodcast.com.
1: Al John, how are you this week? Oh, man, I'm great. I'm pumped up for this uh, long Memorial Day weekend. I am uh, looking forward to it. I've got some concerts that I'm going to be attending for, uh, for the Kiss fan in me. And in my life. Oh wife. wow! Yeah, so we're gonna take the kiddos out to the Creatures Fest, which is happening in Nashville. It's a Kiss convention. Nice. And uh, we're gonna see some friends go out and perform. Um, I'm a big fan of of Chris Jericho, not just as a wrestler and entertainer, but as a musician. And my friend Charlie Para, who's a, an artist I work with, um, is playing guitar with his band Quarantine and so they're going to be doing some songs there for the Kiss convention and also friends with the bands Vixen and Trickster and and Ace Frehley of course from Kiss we've worked with with him on on different projects over the years so uh, definitely it. so it's, forward a, to it's, yes. it's
0: a little work pleasure for you
1: right it's a, oh, you're, yes. you're,
0: you're doing a little uh gibson networking and yes. glad handing
1: right <laughs> exactly right <laughs> you know i mean guitars are my business and business is good so we're gonna go out there and Excellent. check out some great bands and some great music and um And it's going to be a lot of fun. And the kids love music. They are not only big fans of Disney and musicals and and checking out animation, but also fans of guitar. Anytime we play stuff on uh, when we're streaming stuff from YouTube or on Amazon or whatever, they're always like, I want to play guitar, which is great. And of course, I... I, we go downstairs and we play guitar with the kids and the kids have this little ukulele and they've got a musical instrument. So they're always banging on stuff. And I,
0: I think that's fantastic because, you know, you start them out really young with uh, experiencing musical instruments and it's going to be part of their life, you yeah. know, as yeah. they grow up.
1: Yeah. And, you know, research has found that, that kids that start, you know, expressing themselves musically at an early age do help in so many different aspects of, of their growth. Yeah. Um, So uh, I'm excited about it, and they can see all the great uh, memorabilia and, and the music, and see people play unplugged, which is really nice. So yeah, it's well, gonna be. A good I,
0: I think it's great. You're seeing Kiss. I remember them; uh, they were huge when I was in high school. Well, keep in and... mind, it's
1: not it's not the actual band Kiss. It's just the Kiss convention, and they have lapsed oh. members. So we're gonna see Ace. Uh, Ace is gonna be there. Vinny Vincent is supposed to play, and then. I think um, Bruce Kulik, who played with Kiss, so a lot of the ex-Kiss guitar players and, and Peter Chris is going to be there, too. Um, I,
0: I, you know, I, I actually saw uh, Paul Stanley, mm-hmm. uh, w- uh, who's one of the members of Kiss. I saw him uh, at the I think it was the Rolling Stones 50th anniversary tour at Staples Center
1: oh really was he yeah. just there as an he was attendee in, he was
0: in the audience yeah oh. he, he, was, uh, he, he, he was not far from where we were oh, I mean cool. we had we had fantastic seats I mean we had crazy seats there were celebrities all over the place around us yeah so uh, and I but I happened to notice him he, he, it, it was uh, you know obviously he didn't have his makeup on but <laughs> <laughs> he just shows up randomly with makeup on Wait, is he the one with the star on he's his star eye he's star yeah. yeah right so that's yeah, yeah he was walking around with a star on his eye no but was he wearing
1: his seven inch <laughs> heels that's my question no, no 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 okay. he didn't no
0: no he, he, he just had the long, he, he just had the hair oh he just had that well, well of course yeah. he had the hair
1: you know that's yeah. that's his gimmick so he's he lives the gimmick so no there that's great and plus you know kiss has been around i mean they were a new york band for many years sure. back in 1974 Absolutely. 77 when they were starting out so uh, like I awesome. said, back in my high school days, I love it. I love it. So <laughs> cool. Well, we have an awesome guest uh, lined up in the green room, just waiting to tell us everything about what's going on. And and who would that be, Dave?
0: It's Tammy Tucky. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's a podcaster, yeah. uh, but but she's more than a podcaster because she's a singer. Yeah, Uh, And she does a lot of Disney covers and uh, she's already got one cover album out. She's going to be talking to us uh, about all the things she's up to, uh, including uh, a new cover album that she's working on. So we're excited. And, And by the way, I didn't realize it. But I, I I know I've been on Tammy's show a number of times promoting some of my books, yeah. but I found out that I was on her show like seven times over the last 10 years. That's amazing, Dave. You, it's crazy. I think that's, a,
1: that, that's a record, actually.
0: I, I don't know. But you know what? She's <laughs> she's a wonderful podcast yeah. host. She's really fun to talk with. And I'm really looking forward to having a conversation
1: with her. It's funny to have uh, not only is this a musically themed show, seemingly, But this is also um, she's also great because she has such a a warmness and exuberance about her. And she's super she's super friendly and looking forward to talking with her because uh, I've been a fan of her show for a long time, but never have our paths crossed. So this is the first.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I I think this is, it's terrific. And you know what, John, I, I just feel like I, uh, you know, the podcasting community, especially those guys, you know, the, the, the folks out there that are doing shows that, you know, talk about Disney and, you know, entertainment and stuff like that. It's a, it's a real community. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that we're having her on and we're helping to cross promote her show and, and what she's up to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And she's been at it for a long time, like myself. So it's great that, you know, a lot of us that have been doing this for a long time are finally, you know, kind of crossing the streams, if you will. So very cool. And very cool. So before we get into our news of the week, as well as our interview with Tammy, uh, let's talk about what we've been looking at, what we've been streaming this week, Dave, um, what's been on your mind?
0: Well, you know, I uh, I continue to watch Snowpiercer, uh, and I'm on season three. I'm almost completed with it. Um, I really like this show. It's It's been a really terrific show to watch. Uh, I've also been catching up on Hacks, uh, the new season of Hacks on HBO Max. Uh, I just finished watching uh, the first season of Bosch Legacy, uh, which is also on uh, Prime. Uh, it's uh, on the Freevee service. You know, their are ad-supported yeah, yeah. uh, Freevee service, which I believe used to be IMDb TV. That's true. Uh, so yes. now it's it's called Freebie. So uh, Bosch Legacy is fantastic. Yeah. And then I binged watched with Nancy and Marley a show called Tropo. Uh, hmm. And it is based on the best-selling novel Crimson Lake by Candace Fox. Hmm. And the series centers on a disgraced ex-cop, Ted uh, Concafe. Uh, who's recruited by Amanda Farrell, an eccentric private investigator with a criminal past. Mm. As they try to uncover the whereabouts of a missing Korean family man and tech pioneer, they discover a string of bizarre deaths. This mismatched duo is thrust into a fight for survival and sanity. And in the wilds, of far north Queensland, Australia, oh. and, and I have to tell you this this really is uh, I kind of stumbled across this and I watched the first episode and I was like wow this is awesome, it's a really terrific show. Oh. Um, it stars Thomas Jane, who I think used to be married to Patricia Arquette, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Thomas uh, Thomas Thomas James
0: uh, Thomas uh, Thomas Jane. Oh okay. Uh who was in uh Deep Blue Sea, The Punisher, The Mist? Yes, okay. So Britain yes. The Chronicles yes. The Predator uh and uh I think uh yeah, Thomas Jane, uh, yes. Yeah, I, I he I think he was uh uh I think uh he was engaged anyway to Patricia Arquette. Interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. I know, so. I know, I know his work because of the Punisher and he's done a lot of, a lot of great work. Um, and it seems like he's a, he's a great dude. He's been in Boogie Nights and, um, the mist, which I love a lot. And, um, yeah, he's a great, great actor for sure. So Tropo, I I've seen the prim- promos for it for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is, this is really a well done show. Okay. I have to tell you, and okay. I would highly recommend it. We really enjoyed it and we hope it comes back for a season two, I like but it's, it. uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was eight or 10 episodes. Mm. Uh, really well done. And it was great seeing, uh, you know, Northern Queensland, uh, Nancy and I went there many years ago uh, up to uh, Port Douglas um, in, in Queensland and did some diving on the great barrier reef. So Ooh. it's a beautiful scenery and uh, love hearing the, uh, the folks uh, talking with the Australian accents.
1: Nice. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, that's cool. Um And I guess you're going to be watching Obi-Wan like myself probably over the weekend.
0: Yeah. So that drops today, or I should say uh, drops Friday, uh, this past Friday, Mm -hmm. since we're pre-recording this. Oh, that's true. That's Uh, right. (laughs) Yeah. So it it dropped the Friday of Memorial Day weekend. So yeah, I'm going to try and catch up on that. Yes. And and
1: also Stranger Things. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm going to, I'm doing my best to catch up. This is the transition Piece, right? So, I'm doing my best to catch up on Stranger Things. I'm still a, a half a season left uh, to try to catch up, so I can get into um, Stranger Four, which is good, which is great. And then also just catching up on everything, I guess, uh, with with the rest of the, the stuff I'm watching, which is basically the same stuff I've been watching and uh, mentioning uh, the season finales of SWAT and law and order SVU and law and order criminal intent. Like the wife and I have been just trying to get that out of the way because we absolutely love, love those shows. And then, uh, also, uh, we've been watching, what is it on Netflix? I had it, had it right here. Life after death. Uh, we're continuing to watch that, which is once again about the afterlife and the medium, uh, which is, which is great. Uh, we also finished 100 humans, which is a social experiment, um, on Netflix, which is great. And then we started watching this really ridiculous show. And this is how I got sucked in. You know how you can look at a thumbnail and you just get sucked into it? Well, I saw the two Spice Girls, you know, Scary Spice and Baby Spice, and I must click. (laughs) I must click. And by golly, I, I, I don't know if I want to continue watching, but the Spice Girls are a guilty pleasure of mine because I was such a pop music guy and, you know, working for top 40 radio, I played, this is this, okay. So here it is. It's coming out, Dave, since this is a music episode. Uh, when I was working in top 40 radio, I was inundated by playing NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and, and Spice Girls and all that. And I actually ended up liking a lot of these bands and you know, me from like hey. being a hard rock guy, I'm like a hard rock, classic rock guy. And then it's like, yeah, yeah. I got into it and it's like this, this infectious pop still to this day, I absolutely love. So I see the Spice Girls, uh, you know, for the circle, which is a show about social media and catfishing each other. I don't know. It's just really strange, but it's a British show and I am, I guess I'm in it now. (laughs) I don't know. I'm giving it a chance. Like the first two episodes, I'm like, I, I don't know if I'm into it because these people are just, they're so into themselves. And then I see the Spice Girls. I'm like, okay, I guess I can be into it. So there, there you have it, Dave. There you have well,
0: and 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 give us the update on the uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard uh, uh, trial.
1: So as we record this, it is Friday, and closing arguments uh, were just completed by both sides. And as I follow the trial, it's very compelling. It's also very sad and disheartening. But these are just people. And I have to remind myself that these are just simply people and I'm trying not to, I'm trying to let the evidence speak for itself, you know? And, yeah.
0: and, 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 you know, because you've watched this, uh, from its beginning, yeah. uh, I mean, where, where do you fall? Twenty one Are you, are you leaning one way or the other based on everything that you've, uh, watched,
1: well, in the 21 days that I've been following this trial with my wife, um, it's it's hard to say that there hasn't been abuse on both sides, uh-huh. but to claim that someone has been uh, so abusive that X, Y, and Z happened and there has been manipulation on, on the side of, of one side, um, I have to say that uh, I, I'm still leaning uh, for Johnny Depp um, to come out as, as, as a winner, but honestly, there are no winners in something like this. This, there there are no winners. Um, it's clear that both of these people have, have suffered tremendously, but to just on the basis of the character witnesses and the evidence, um, if I'm sitting there looking at it, man, I don't, it's, it's clear to me that, um, there has been a lot of just shady things going on on, on the Amber Heard side.
0: Of, of well, guys. I, I have to say, I mean, I haven't been watching it as closely as you, but I have been reading little bits and pieces in the, in the news. And uh, it, it seemed like this whole thing she brought up about uh, uh, Kate Moss uh, backfired on them.
1: Well, that's what happens when, you know, she felt like she was cornered and then she made a careless mistake that ended up, as you said, backfiring on her because Kate and all of his previous relationships about just about have nothing but decent things to say about him. You know, Yeah. Um. someone, uh, so anyway, that's, that's all I can say. I'm not an expert. Okay. I'm just a, I'm just a, a fan of, I'm just a fan of uh, Johnny's work and I like film and I like, um I like these people, but at the end of the day, the jury's going to decide and they're going to decide over today and the weekend as we record this, and we'll bring you the evidence and, and the results of the trial as as we get them. So next week we'll we'll see what happens. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah all right. Absolutely. Well, that's, all. that's all we can do. Yeah. And then I know that uh, this weekend we will be seeing Top Gun, uh, like you, and then we'll also be seeing the Obi Wan series. And uh, I hope, Dave, that you get a chance to see Chip and Dale so we can talk about it.
0: I'm going to try and watch that if I can over the weekend Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll talk about it next week.
1: I'd love that. I'd I'd really love that. So uh, once again, what are you watching? Let us know over socials. Drop us a line, drop us a message and we'll answer your questions. If there's a film that you would actually like Dave and I to review, I think it'd be a lot of fun uh, for you and I to review a film together um, at some point. And, uh, and talk about it yeah absolutely all right, all right. maybe,
0: Let, may, 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 maybe uh, the uh, chippendale uh will be the one to kick it off
1: i think so well, let's do that i think that would be a lot of fun
2: all right skull rock podcast ripped from the headlines it's skull rock podcast headline news
1: big news and big trailers coming from the lucasfilm camp Star Wars Celebration is underway, and as you hear this, it's already concluded. But uh, the first few days have got a lot of great trailers out of the way. In fact, uh, it was reuniting, oh, it was heartwarming to see the reunite, the reunion. I can't even say this, Dave. <laughs> it was It was heartwarming to see the reunion of Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor back together again as uh, Obi-Wan starts streaming uh, over the weekend and uh, I love the relationship between these two uh, actors it's just uh, it's great to see them back together again Dave
0: Well I'm looking forward
1: to seeing uh, Obi-Wan I have to tell you mm-hmm. Same here I did the uh, I thought about it last night I was getting so tired and then I saw somebody like Obi-Wan dropped early and I uh, and I said oh I looked at I looked at Kristen and I said Shall we watch? It's eleven thirty, and she said, "I think I'm going to go to sleep." And I said, "I think I'm going to join you." You know, <laughs> it's just too. Yeah. T- I'm too tired to see both episodes. But uh, it dropped. Um, they had a lot of fans, you know, just crying and, and just uh, talking about it. Um, so you had that, and you and McGregor had acknowledged that his decision to turn to Star Return to Star Wars and Obi Wan had a lot to do with the fans. So that was really cool. Um, Moses Ingram. Uh, who plays the uh, Inquisitor, Reva, in the series, uh, Star Wars Obi-Wan, had said that uh, it's crazy but not as crazy as she said to this. I'm really happy to be here. Um, And she joined the cast on stage along with Kathleen Kennedy. And for Rupert Friend, who plays the Grand Inquisitor, says it's very hard not to make the lightsaber noises <laughs> whenever <laughs> he goes. And I think every actor, mm-hmm. even, exactly, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, even Samuel L. Jackson, you know, he he makes the noise too. So, um, but then we had a surprise trailer for Star Wars Andor, which will be August thirty first, an original series on Disney Plus, and I actually have some of the the clip here. At least I did. Uh, well, you
0: know, it, it is a terrific trailer. Uh, and I had, uh, I, I just happened to stumble on this and I thought, wow, this looks awesome.
1: Yeah. Let's play a little bit of it. Hopefully. Here we go. The visuals just look stunning. I'm going to fast forward to, to the end here.
0: Soon enough, these days will end.
2: There will be no rules going forward.
0: People are standing up. That's what a reckoning sounds like.
1: Wow, pretty cool. I must say, pretty cool. That's what a reckoning sounds really, like. Really,
0: really is. Uh, uh, I mean, a very impressive trailer. Once again, you know, production values over the top on some of this stuff.
1: I'm getting chills just looking at it. It's like I'm watching a another movie trailer, and yeah, that just speaks volumes for the type of. It's not even content. It's just amazing. It's just amazing storytelling. I can't wait for this new show. Once again, Diego Luna uh, reprises his role as Cassian Andor, who was one of the lead characters in Star Wars uh, story Rogue One. And this is set to be five years, I believe, before the events of Rogue One. So everything leading up to the event of Rogue One and into Star Wars A New Hope, which as we record, Dave, Star Wars was released this day in 1977. It's crazy to think it's been that long. It's amazing. I can't it believe really it really is. But it's uh, but this looks absolutely amazing. Now, with that, uh, it's Star Wars celebration and Lucasfilm, the celebration of all things Star Wars and Lucasfilm. We also got this, a brand new trailer for Willow, and we've been talking about this since uh, the news broke out. Let's check it out. The universe corrects.
2: Needs
1: you again. It needs your magic. Into the unknown. Hmm. That's where we must go. Oh, I love it. How about that music? Oh, I get chills, Dave, once again.
0: You know, I, I again, it, you know, another really terrific trailer. Uh, I love the fact that they're bringing back um, what I, Warwick Davis. What,
1: what's his name? Warwick. Warwick. Warwick.
0: Warwick. Warwick. Warwick <laughs> yeah. Davis. I, yeah. I, I mean, you know, he was in the original and now he's uh, he's in the series that's going to drop. He is. Uh, such and, and I think a, yeah. it's fantastic. He's he's a terrific actor.
1: He is. He's been on so many things, including yeah. the Harry Potter franchise and, and, and this. And this looks to me like it's going to be Disney's version of the Lord of the Rings. Uh, He's got a great new band of of castmates. This is going to be streaming as an original series and not just a movie, but a series November 30th on Disney Plus. I am stoked. I am so stoked. And Warwick Davis, by the way, I've met him several times uh, doing press for Star Wars, not just Star Wars Celebration, but also Star Wars Weekends when they used to have it at the the Walt Disney World Resort at uh, Uh California Adventure. He is just an amazing, amazing individual, and so well liked, um, and so friendly to his fans. So uh, yeah. I'm glad that he's back. I, did
0: did he play a lawyer in some television show or a movie?
1: Uh, I bet for, you. For he some did. reason,
0: I seem to remember <laughs> he he played or a real estate. Uh, person i don't know something like that i i I might be confusing him with someone else
1: no i don't think so i i think you're right and i am just uh if you'll just allow me i believe yeah well he was in leprechaun and so we know that and willow hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy also harry potter we know this um and i'm thinking I'm thinking that he was, I'm looking at this, um, is his IMDB page. I wonder when, I wonder when that would have been.
0: I don't know. I, I, it, for me, it's in, it, it's sort of in the back of my mind. I I, I want to say it was in the nineties, but I don't know.
1: Okay. Well, it is possible. I mean, he's had yeah. a lot of roles in there. You yeah. Know? And you know, to be part of uh, of different franchises over the years has been really cool. But yeah, I mean, it's a uh, very well possible. He was he, he's he's got a very long IMD pay, IMDb. Oh page. yeah,
0: he's been in tons of stuff. I mean, he's been, mean, he's, been he's been a working
1: actor for like what thirty something years. Absolutely, ever since Star yeah. Wars, has he played uh, yeah. Wicket W Warwick, which is yeah. kind of an interesting uh, you know name for an Ewok, uh, integrating his name. So very cool indeed. Yeah. Hey, look at this. Uh Top Gun Maverick takes flight with 19.3 million on the preview day, Thursday. And uh I think this is poised to be a huge film. And and once again, you know, another uh kind of uh, reference back to work Davis uh because in the original Willow, he was paired with Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer being connective tissue with Top Gun. And uh, this is a really cool, it looks like an amazing movie, Dave.
0: You know, it's got like 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I've heard nothing but great things about it. Uh, And uh, this is a movie I will be uh, sitting in an IMAX theater Memorial Day weekend Mm. watching this film and enjoying it. I know I'm going to enjoy it because this is a summer movie. This is one of those big over-the-top tentpole films that you love to go see. I'm going to be sitting there with my popcorn, uh, soaking it up. Mm-hmm. Me too. And, and I will tell you, I believe this movie is going to go well north of $100 million in its opening weekend. Uh, uh, and yeah. I, think it's, I think it's going to be a glaring signal that movie theaters are back.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's been leading up to this. And yeah. people are people like, you know, you and I, um, you know, my family, so many others want to get out and have a great long weekend and enjoy themselves. And what better way to do that as a family than to go see Top Gun and to, you know, just it, have fun, get tubs of popcorn, get all your sodas, get all your bees, whatever you're eating in the theater. You know, I, I can't believe I said bees, but anyway, you just hey, go out there and enjoy yourself. That's it. Right. Uh, speaking, about, though for the other side of the coin, you know, uh, you'll see a movie probably over the weekend with a fam, but you'll probably also spend a lot of time watching streaming series like, as we talked about, Stranger Things and uh, the Disney Obi Wan Kenobi Star Wars series. It looks like uh, maybe once again streaming is going to be going down, and the king of streaming, uh, I guess people are going to be making their choice to to see uh, what they see, but I think that's going to be a huge boost for all these streaming services over the weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean there's plenty of stuff to see. Uh and, you know, and as I mentioned earlier, I hope people check out Tropo uh, uh because I I thought that was a terrific um terrific show if you like crime dramas.
1: Well, I do like crime dramas and I'll definitely put that in the queue. So thanks for that yeah. suggestion. I think it's great. Yeah. Um quick news about Disney, the She-Hulk Um, Trailer dropped a few weeks back and we saw it and i i dug it but it looked like there's some people that were already criticizing some of the cgi work in the film
0: i I, I was i was gonna say what was going on with this because i didn't even see this the this trailer and i have to tell you i'm a bit repulsed by she hulk <laughs> I, mean, I just, I just, I, I don't know. It, it just, it, it's almost, it's
1: almost a joke to have that kind of a name. Well, it's been around. The character has been around I, since I know, 60s. I know, but you I'm know. just saying. Well, you that, have the that's Hulk. Just and- my
0: reaction. I always wince when I see that She Hulk. Well, yeah well, you have. <laughs> you know? Well,
1: I, I enjoy the character of She Hulk, and I think that she. Her character being related to the Hulk and getting the, in, in the comic books, getting a blood transfusion due to a big accident from her, uh, her cousin Bruce Banner. She actually gets to, uh, enjoy, uh, being, Transformative, but yet also retaining a lot of her human qualities. It wasn't just she Hulk smash like her 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 brother, which or her cousin, in this case, uh, which Bruce Banner ultimately uh, grew out of that uh, over the course of dealing with his other personalities, his uh, Hulk personality. So now he's Professor Hulk. He can now uh, apparently change back and forth between the two: the Beast and the the normal person. But. Um, her her character, the She Hulk, actually Jennifer Walters is the character. She's a lawyer, and she enjoys being the jolly green She Hulk. So okay. she stays in that, and she's a lawyer. and uh, And apparently, there's a lot of people that criticize the uncanny valley of it all uh, in terms of the uh, the CGI, and they had fixed, you know, some trailer. And it this is the the thing, you know, when when people see Sonic the Hedgehog. When yeah. people see uh, Luke Skywalker CGI, or they see now the She Hulk, you know, give the people for heaven's sake an opportunity to refine their special effects because it's it's not the finished product by any means. You know, um, would you, Dave, want to see a more refined trailer? be put out or see uh, or see the trailer even with some of the unfinished CGI I mean what is your thought I, on that
0: I, I mean personally I always feel like you got to put your best foot forward mm-hmm. if you put something out that's less than you're going to you're opening yourself up to criticism and there's going to be disappointment I mean clearly that happened with the first uh, Sonic the Hedgehog mm-hmm. uh, They they released some footage and there was backlash from the fans because it didn't look as well as it should have, Mm -hmm. you know, and as far as I'm concerned, I think that's detrimental uh, to the product. Now, with with Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, it didn't seem to hurt the final release because uh, Paramount got... Uh, the message they went back in and they made fixes on how you know the character was designed and uh, and the finish of it. And I have to say with both Sonic the Hedgehog one and two, the second one is out in the theaters now Mm -hmm. Uh, they did a beautiful job integrating uh, the uh, CG uh, into the live action, an Mm -hmm. absolutely beautiful job. I give them, uh, uh, you know, really uh, top billing for that.
1: Well, and as a special effects uh, supervisor, Dave, you've, you've done so much work in the era in the industry in terms of special effects and animation. Um, I think maybe they thought that it was, this was good, but I'm glad that, you know, Marvel studios is refining it to, and, and making it better. And yeah. that's what it's all about. You know, let, let's, make it better. Let's make it more real. Um, and I can't wait to see her. And, and, and you, yeah. you,
0: you know, I, I have to tell you, you know, when, when they, when universal first did that Hulk movie, the mm-hmm. first Hulk movie, yes, uh, I didn't think the CG was that good no you know but it was as good as they could do it at the time yeah i think when you see the hulk in these new marvel films where he's part of the ensemble cast he's gotten a lot better looking and he integrates much better
1: 100 percent, dave yeah well we're looking forward to checking out the new she hulk series uh debuting uh when is it uh well i was gonna say it's debuting soon and i think it's coming out in july so i'm okay um yeah,
0: I, I, Look, I'm going to check it out. I really will. But I still, I still just kind of wince. At, I don't know what it is about that name,
1: She-Hulk. I know. I know. I know. Hey, by the way, I forgot to mention, did you know that the Andor Star Wars series is like 12 episodes long and they're doing... There've been greenlit for two seasons, so it's like twice the se- the the length of these other series. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. I love it. It's going to be long. Great. Yeah, I'm yeah. I liking it. I'm liking it. I,
0: I honestly, I think I think doing a six episode series is too short in my mind. Mm-hmm. I I think if you're gonna if you're gonna do a season, commit to doing eight to ten episodes. Mm-hmm. The, don't don't do six. I mean, it, 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 it's sort of like it, it, it's going to leave people hanging. I I get that these these shows are expensive to do but you know what just do it just just, you know do a great job put it out there and if people love it you can then go off and you know green green you know green light the you know second and third season
1: yeah well i know that they're shooting the mandalorian back-to-back seasons at least they should be So they should be. I mean, let's just give the fans what they want. That's what I'm saying. That's it. But, you know, as long as the story's there to support it, I'm all about it. Right. Yeah. Let's make it good. Well, uh, we also have some very sad news. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster.
0: This morning, a notorious on-screen tough guy being remembered for his kindness. Ray Liotta, who starred alongside Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci in Goodfellas, the sopranos
1: mobster movie about Henry Hill, who earned his stripes by helping pull off one of the biggest heists in history, for real. There's something very energizing about playing pretend with people who really are art in it one of those people
0: was Lorraine Bracco who played Henry's wife in the film she tweeted that she is utterly shattered and that fans always ask what was the best part of making that movie my response has always been the same
1: Ray Liotta but wow and Ray Liotta passes away at the age of 67 Uh, of course known for his roles in Goodfellas, Field of Dreams, 1954 to 2022. My goodness, Ray Liotta, uh, you've been a fabric of a lot of people's lives. You will be missed. What a shock this was. Yeah,
0: really. I I mean, I hope they find out what happened, but he died in his sleep. And (sighs) it's such a shocking uh, thing. He was down in the Dominican Republic uh, in the midst of filming a new movie. Yeah. Uh, So very sad.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Very sad. And I have to tell you one of the greatest screen gangster characters is in Goodfellas. I mean, one of the great gangster movies is Goodfellas, but one of the great characters is Ray Liotta's, uh, you know, Henry Hill. I mean, just, <coughs> just a terrific character.
1: I mean, his resume is amazing. You know, you look at all the stuff that he has done Smoke and aces. Um, he's done of course, Hannibal blow, uh, he was in Muppets Most Wanted, which is highly underrated in my opinion. Yes, um, absolutely. He in Sin City. He was in. He won an Emmy Award in two thousand five for his guest turn in uh, NBC's ER. Um, so yeah, he's I, done you a, know, lot just of, a lot of to, stuff.
0: To very very sad, but but leaves behind
1: an incredible body of work that's going to live on. Do yourself a favor and check out Goodfellas over the weekend. Uh, you'll absolutely love it if you haven't. Uh, that it is literally one of the best films um, uh, in the world. It's just known as uh, one of the top 100 films you need to check out. Is Goodfellas uh, along with um, uh, along with a lot of the Field of Dreams too. Um, definitely very good in any any and all of those roles is mentioned above. So you will be missed, Ray Liotta for sure. All right, and now yeah. yes. let's
0: get Tam- let's get Tammy out of the green room. Let's do it. Skull Rock Podcast Interview time Well, Al John, I have to say uh, We have another fantastic guest Uh, She's actually a veteran Of the podcasting world uh, More so than I have ever been uh, That's for sure Uh, And she's right there in the thick of it Her name is Tammy Tucky Of the Tammy Tucky Show You can cue the music, Al John If you want to There you go I love that. I I love that intro music. Isn't it nice? It really is. It's very grand, cinematic.
1: It's the yeah. yeah.
2: timekeeper kind I of. I
1: feel like I'm yes. flying through Pixie Hollow. You know. Are you, are you sure this isn't on Soren? Should we be? Should we call somebody to have this on Soren or something? No, it's great. <laughs>
0: Anyway, my Skull Rock listeners out there, uh, we have Tammy Tucky of the Tammy Tucky Show uh, joining us uh, for the first time.
2: Hi, everybody. For oh, what fir- a great Tammy, Welcome. Yes.
0: I, I, you know, I've been on your podcast uh, a number of times uh, when it was called the Tierra Show and now it's the Tammy Tucky Show. And uh, I, I've wanted to... Uh, ask you, because you know what? I, I think the podcast, the, especially the Disney podcasts that are out there, the the pop culture, Disney podcasts, like we are, um, uh, you know, it's like a family, you know, we're always giving shout outs to one another. And uh, I'm so happy to have you on the show that I wanted one of the first things I wanted to say was you've had your podcast going for 10 years, a full on decade Yes. <laughs> and, and and I wanted to say, how did you get started doing this?
2: I, I well, I was 14 years old and at the time there were there were very few Disney podcasts, especially with female voices and I remember I had asked a couple of my favorite Disney podcasts I said you should interview this person and this person and they would ignore me and I was like well I actually want to hear their answers and even if it's just me talking to them I'd love to talk about you know what they've done what their their prop you know their way of you know recording a song and recording a film was so I talked to two friends of mine Darlene Danelle and Danelle lives in Canada and Darlene lives in Buffalo New York at the time and we were like let's do something where it's the three of us. So um, I was 14 and I was like, let's interview Helen Reddy. So we got Helen Reddy on the first episode to talk about Pete's Dragon. And then from there, we just got to speak to so many wonderful people, Susan Sarandon, Ridley Pearson. And then we got to talk to you at some point. I think you've been on this show on my show for like, I think seven different times. Now you were probably the most reoccurring guest. Re- really? I, I didn't realize <laughs> it
0: was on that many times. Wow. wow. And I have You're going your to cut behind me. Me. You're gonna have to cut me <laughs> off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, you could come. I love every time you come on because I would always get your books. So I have them right behind me. I, in my see, that on, I, I
0: see them on your bookshelf. Yeah.
2: And I, and I love them. And that I, I love to talk about the process of make, you know, you, you love that process of just talking to people and asking, them them how it was done too. So it was just, you know, by fate that I think we met on the Roy E. Disney book you did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That would that would be almost 10 years ago. That that was yeah. probably like Nine years ago. Wow. Yeah. Well, I eight, loved it. And I was eight or like nine finally. years ago. I had no idea you were like 15 or 16. I'm, th- I'm thinking to myself, wow, I'm going on this cool podcast. How did I know you were
1: still in high school? Honestly, oh I had no idea yeah. you were that young either. I was like, hey, fellow podcaster. I'm like, wow.
2: Well That's you great. should like I found out the hard way that you're not supposed to really say your age especially to agents because once they find out they cut you off. So wow. I had I never told anybody my age and I actually used a, a stage name Tammy Turner at the time uh-huh. at the beginning. And then I was like, "Well, this is silly. You know, I I have a resume and I'd like to use my real name and I really don't care. I'm 18, you know. I'll sure. let people know." And it actually uh, pulled more people in. So I was like, okay, cool. So yeah, that's kind of how it came about. And I've been doing it ever since. I love it. It's so much fun.
0: Now, now do you, you were trying to do, or you did your show once a week. How do you do your show now?
2: I, so I I did the show once a week for about, three years in uh-huh. a row. And it wow. was just really hard because I was in college at the time. And, um, and then I was leaving and I started a job in healthcare. And so I had to kind of cut back and I did like an episode a month. And then uh, this summer I, I did a 10 hour broadcast and um, welcomed back a lot of people um, over 150 guests who had been yeah. on the show. And um, in that 10 hours, we finally announced I, I, I had the show, the Tammy Tucky show. So then it's not just Disney. It's like a broad spectrum of wonderful things that I love Broadway and film and television sure. and radio. So, um, so that's kind of how that, and and I do that at least once a month. It's a live YouTube uh, chat show. So the most recent interview I did was with the cast and crew of meet the Robinsons. Right. For the yeah. anniversary.
0: Steve Anderson. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's such a sweetheart. So, yeah. He, he's a great you know, guy. I love to highlight things that, that don't, get the appreciation that they deserve, you know, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And, and, and so, you know, for for me, I, I sit there and want to I, I, I think I want to ask you this question uh, and don't take it the wrong way. But did <laughs> you change it to the Tammy Tucky show because you feel like the Disney mystique is wearing off or is it because you just really wanted to go broader and be more of pop culture and touch on a lot of different things?
2: It was it was definitely for the the broad aspect of it. I know there's always like, you know, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon for Disney. Sure. Right. But not all the time. And and um, and a lot of people are calling me Tiara and that's not my name. And I think that was confusing people. Okay. So it's like it would be really cool to kind of refresh the podcast, the name. And and instead of me editing these episodes, which I, I don't know about you guys, but I cannot stand here myself <laughs> and editing myself once a week for like years was just dreadful. I did not like it. But you have to learn. Right. I- you have to learn to be able to talk.
0: Yeah. And no. I, I, I mean, I, I rely so heavily on uh, Al John for the Skull Rock podcast. I mean, there would be no Skull Rock podcast if it wasn't for Al John. Yeah. So, you know, hey, uh, it's workflow. It's workflow. I get but, it. But I do, yeah. uh, but I, do but I have to tell you, I do listen to every one of our shows when they drop.
2: Uh, oh, I so, do too. So I'll still on, listen.
0: Yeah, For on sure. Monday, on Monday mornings, I actually put on my headset and I listened to the show that dropped that day because mm-hmm. it's not not about wanting to hear, you know, myself. It's really I want to hear the guests talking. And you know, when you're interviewing people, you're so focused on, okay, I'm asking this <laughs> this question. Now I gotta what you know, what's the follow-on question? And so you're almost kind of you're having the conversation. But you're not quite absorbing it all, you know, and that's and that's why I really want to listen to it every Monday morning when it drops.
2: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And and I was getting so many people who are asking me questions to ask to the guests and YouTube offers that way of being able to have them ask questions in the chat and pull them up and, and people can see them and really have fun with the whole thing it's it's like a back and forth and I, yeah. I love that you know I just guide the conversation right.
0: we're, so. not, we're not that sophisticated yet with having people send us uh, <laughs> questions on the fly as we're doing maybe someday we'll do a it's live hard. show uh, you know where we can do that but we, we haven't done it yet
2: <laughs> it's hard it's, it's even more multitasking yeah. you're like again I, that's another reason yeah. I listen and watch the podcast later
0: <laughs> I, I mean out of the gate with with the Skull Rock podcast we we actually Al, John, and I spent a good couple of months chatting before we launched the podcast, and, yes. and we we wanted to be Disney and pop culture out of the gate. Uh, yes. because we wanted to talk about other things in entertainment that aren't necessarily Disney branded. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there, there's lots of great movies coming out this summer that, you know, there's that pent up demand because we're kind of coming out of the uh, pandemic. And so there's all these great yeah. films that are coming from other studios. So we wanted to make sure we were covering that. And and, and I like the fact that you're doing that as well from the standpoint of, you know, just, getting interesting people on, you know, cause that's really how you're going to grow your audience. I think.
2: I love the reunion aspect. Like I have the mug from the goodbye girl, which was a Broadway flop, yeah. but it had Marvin Hamlish and Neil Simon and Martin Short and Bernadette Peters. Yeah. And this amazing story. Cause it was like a nine month run. And uh, the casting crew hadn't spoken. It's been 29 years. So I got them together and it was great to hear their stories of working with these people. Because How do you
0: I get these people? How, how do you get your guests? Is it just, um,
2: uh, that's like the number one question I get. I, I really just ask. Sometimes I find them on Facebook and I just say, hey, I found this clip um, from this Broadway musical and I've been like I have been listening to it nonstop and I'd love to do a reunion. What do you What do you think? You know, do you think we could get something uh-huh. going? Because you don't know what went on behind the scenes. Sometimes sure. you hear stories that we don't put on air yeah. and you you kind of avoid that. You know what I mean? Um, some people didn't appreciate the project, don't want to be involved. So I kind of like put out feelers see what it's like. And most of the time, everybody's like, yeah, I haven't spoken to so-and-so and seen them. Let's do it. You know what I mean? I think more people are on board with that since COVID because we've all been separated. So, yeah, you know,
0: I think, I think it's funny because I think with social media people, it's easy to reach out to people. And, and I think some people are surprised when you respond, because I, I, I get yeah. questions all the time through social media, you know, uh, you know, somebody asking about who framed Roger rabbit or black cauldron or this or that. And, and, you know, it's not like I'm inundated with it, you know, it's just, but when they come through, I always respond, you know,
2: it's great. Uh, It's the dialogue you can have is wonderful nowadays. And
0: I think people appreciate it.
2: Oh, they love it. You know what yeah. I mean? I have, I have so many people, like, even I get messages on like episodes from seven years ago and uh, saying, I love the magical world of Barbie or I love beach party at Walt Disney world. I love that interview you did. And I'm like, Oh great. You know, I'm glad people are still listening. Cause sometimes I, I doubt myself. I'm like, I don't know. I tried my best, but you know what I mean? But everybody's very yeah. sweet and kind. So. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Have you, have you had anybody just flat, flat out turn you down or be nasty about it? You don't have um, to tell us who they are, but I hope you do. <laughs> Jeez, Dave. <laughs> I've, been,
2: I've been told no a lot. And, and I used to take it to heart because I thought it was personal. Right. And then because I was a kid and I found out later. No, no, it's, it's business. Show business. Yeah. you know you you do the show of it but there's a business part of it yeah. and some people just don't want to be associated or sometimes there was an interview I did recently where the two stars didn't want to do the interview unless the other one said yes uh, and both of them said no so i was like well i'm not going to lie to the agent and be like why well, not? this person said yes you know what <laughs> I mean? well i'm not that type of person and everybody knows everybody I sure. found this out no, no, not no. in a horrible way, horrible way. I found that out, but yeah, I just, that's just not me. But I think like once people understand where I'm coming from and like, it's a good place, you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. I think some people in the past have been standoffish about doing an interview, but they've allowed me to do it in recent years, only because they've heard the dialogue and conversations and people who've been on the show. They're like, okay, you've talked to so-and-so. I, you know what I mean? If they talk to you, I will talk to you. And that Yeah. Helpful. You know,
0: I, I, I find it interesting that, You know, there there have been some colleagues I've reached out to who are kind of on the fence. They're not really sure they really want it. They they don't like talking about themselves. They're you know, they're they're not sure they want to do it, you know. And And there might be hard
2: feelings. They're like, Do you want to hear my story? Do you want to hear the full thing? And I'm like, I do. do.
0: But but you know something? I think when you listen to our podcast, like when I listen to your podcast, it's positive and upbeat. there's nothing negative about it you know if somebody decides they don't really want to talk about something we don't press you know you just kind of move on to the next question you know uh but i but i I ask the
2: question sometimes like if it's it's too inappropriate or if it's like treading into territory where i'm like no i don't want the whole interview to shut down because of it yeah i won't say it but sometimes i'll just be like i asked somebody i said well you were you start in this role in a stage production. I said to this one person, and I said, they didn't put you in the role in the movie. They replaced you with a big movie star name why I was really honest. And I just said, I, I'm like, I was, re- I said to her, I said, I'm really sad because I love you. I think right. you're fantastic. And I would have loved to have seen you in the movie. And she was a little, you know, like, well, it's, it's show business. And, 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 and we kept going. So, yeah. you know, it wasn't anything like that kind of slowed it down. I, I,
0: I think in those particular situations, you know, a lot of times when they're, when they're making a a, a film of a Broadway show uh they, they typically will replace the star because they want a big screen actress or actor to, yes. to, to be the draw, the box office drawer that, you know, it, it's like if you, if you put somebody up that is not as well known outside of Broadway circles, then.
2: But this you know, was a particular right, one where, you know, showbiz. This- this was a particular one where the film had everybody from the stage show except this role. Really? So it was a little bit different. I'll tell you off air. Um, Cause I don't want to get in trouble. No, and no Not no. that I would be yeah. in trouble. I'm yeah, sure yeah. you could hear it in the episode, but no, 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 but, but yeah. still
0: I, I, I get, I get it. I, I felt bad. It. Cause yeah. I was like, <laughs> now 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 aside from doing the podcast you you also are a singer I, i've heard you sing not in person but i actually have heard you sing uh, numerous times on youtube videos uh that you've posted and ha- like ha- tell us about your singing career how did you get into it were you in high school choir did you sing in college all of that kind of stuff tell, tell us that story
2: I was, uh, I was uh, in second grade and I got to be in Cinderella and I got to say, and me, I'm in the second grade. The prince is giving up all, like I was in that role. And so I got to be on stage and I, it was like a, a community production and I loved it. And my mom had sent me to dance classes and I was always the one in the middle because I knew the routine and I sold it. And so um, I always had like a little sassy attitude and then we would go to Disney World. And my mind was blown by the productions and stage shows we would see that the castle shows, I was just thinking about the Hunchback of Notre Dame musical spectacular at MGM Studios that used to be there. And I would, oh, sometimes during the castle shows before they'd start, I'd get up in front of the castle swear to God, I cannot believe my mom would not tell me to sit down. I would get kids up with me and we would bow and we would sing and we would dance before the show would start. So I have footage of this and it's like so embarrassing, but I just wanted to be on stage and perform. So, and, and then I did high school productions and then more community theater. And I just love it. I've been training ever since. And Um, I always you know, it was always fun because like when you watch the Disney sing along tapes, as I did, you learned how to you learned words and then you learned how to sing on pitch. At least That's how I did it. So um, that was also another whole thing that kind of Disney was involved in that musical theater. Yeah, I
0: I was going to say, did did you go to those sing alongs that they had Uh, because they periodically would do special film releases with the with the songs at the bottom for people to do
2: sing alongs in the theaters? Did you do any of those? They, they didn't have them at the time when I was a kid. It was like those, um, it was those VHS tapes that started right. with the, yeah. um, You at home can sing along to your favorite Disney song. And and then we also had Laserdisc. So we had the Laserdisc versions of the sing-along tapes as well, too. So that's how I saw it. I never got to see it in in person with like a group of kids. I wish I had. I wish the Frozen sing-along was there when I was a kid. I wish it was the Little Mermaid sing-along, but they never really had anything like that. So I was at home with my VHS remote and that's cool though (laughs) i i
0: I actually do remember the uh the vhs sing-alongs that they they put out I love because I worked on all those films. No, I feel so, yeah, so, so you yeah, old. Exactly. I feel so old, Tammy. <laughs> I feel so no, old. No, <laughs> don't.
2: I have some of them right behind me, too. They're like I hiding. see them
0: stacked up. Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah, I, I love my old VHS tapes. I can't part with them. I can't. Some of them, and then that's like uh again, another reason I really wanted to interview you for the Roy E. Disney book was because I grew up with the VHS tapes, but he would introduce The film at the beginning. That's right. And I was like, he was like my Uncle Walt. So, how my dad watched Walt on The Wonderful World of Color, I would watch. Roy. And that would be my Walt basically when wow. I was a kid and, and Michael Eisner, obviously too, because we would see him like on behind the scenes things too, but yeah. Roy was the one. So I think I am. my singing my snow white. I love my snow white VHS tape. I loved hearing Roy talk about yeah, it. And, and, talk about and, and, and
0: the, the snow white and Fantasia tapes were the last ones out of the vault onto VHS. Really? Yeah. They were the last ones. And Roy, made a deal with Michael Eisner that for Fantasia, a portion of the profits would be used to fund the Fantasia 2000.
2: Wow. I I did not know that. little
0: inside information there. I like it. I (laughs) I Uh, love
2: Fantasia 2000 too as a kid. Thank you. Loved it.
0: Yeah. it uh, It was a fun picture to work on. I spent five years on that movie.
2: Yes, I, I don't think it gets the appreciation it deserves, though. No, too, I wish but, there was a re-release of but, it.
0: But, but you know something, I think there will be at some point in the future, and yes. you know, uh, at a major anniversary or something. But, yeah i i do want to ask you like when you got out of college you got a job in healthcare. you were working at a nursing home uh yes uh, right and yeah i was so working you, at a senior living place and, and yeah. or senior, yeah whatever the appropriate they, they get terminology is. they get like really
2: picky they're yeah. like nursing home is different and i just go with it because I, yeah, I, yeah. I i didn't i that was not i did not know okay. anything about so it so <laughs> you
0: were working at a 75 plus uh community uh yeah. and <laughs> and, and you, were do, you, you were doing, you were doing some shows there too, right? Because you would, you would put on productions uh, to entertain the folks.
2: Yeah. I started in activities and I would um, I was always the youngest person in the building and um, which I loved because my grandparents died when I was a kid. Mm. So I didn't really have any grandparents growing up. So I re- really, I was like their grandchild and they were like my grandparents and um, they loved music. i music was the the biggest connection for them. And because my parents of our uh, probably an older generation, the most kids my age, Um, I I grew up with, you know, Judy Garland and Barbara Streisand and Petula Clark. So I loved all of that music. And and so it was like a little bit weird because not weird. It was just I I, I'm not somebody who's into hip hop and rap and pop. So not that much. So that was a, a blessing in disguise because. I knew what they wanted to hear. And when they wanted to hear something I didn't know, I would learn it and it was easy cause I loved it. <laughs> so I got to do that for like four years. And, but I was also working in the business office. So I was kind of like doing a mixture of so many different things and hosting these fun events. We do a hoedown and a sock hop and it was, and I dress up cause I have so many costumes. Yeah, I used which to do I, with, parties. <laughs> which I think
0: is fantastic because you were able to, to, you know, blend something you love doing with your work.
2: Yes. And it was so much fun. We would sometimes get to do um, Zoom calls with people who uh, we were watching films. We would do movie nights. So one time we did Peter Pan and we had Margaret Carey do a Zoom call and talk to all of these individuals and they all knew who she was. So they've seen her in other films and it was just a really unique experience to be able to do that. Wow! And then to be able to talk to her. So I loved that was so, that was like the best part of the, the job. But, you know, covid got got it was really disappointing. It was a. it was so hard because, you know, everybody was stuck in their rooms. They could not yeah. leave their rooms. And I was just doing Skype calls from nine to five for wow. the family members. And it was so, it was very, very upsetting and very difficult, but wow. you know, we, we tried our best.
0: Sure. Sure. So, now yeah. you, you put out an album of cover songs, of Disney cover songs, right? You've already done one album.
2: Yeah. Uh, in uh, 2018, I, I wanted to do a cover album of div- Disney songs, but I, I wanted it to be something unique because everybody does that. Yeah, so uh, I did it as Walt uh, well, Disney World songs that I grew up with in theme parks. So, so so I
0: can, can you tell our, tell us the listeners and Aljon and I, because honestly, I want to understand how do you go about doing that from start to finish? I mean, how, how, like you woke (laughs) up one morning and said, I think I'm going to do an album of Walt Disney world cover songs. So, (laughs) I mean, like, how, how does that start?
2: Well, I, I had, there was um, an incident where I was really upset about um, how, how somebody had, uh, had told me that I couldn't, I wasn't really a good performer and I wasn't going to make it far. And I was like, I know I'm good at something. I know I'm good at performing and I love that and I love making people happy and doing podcasts and I was just thinking about the people that inspired me and that was the Walt Disney World cast members and I was like well there are so many different songs that people in Disney Twitter and Disney fans post about online and they're like gosh I love these songs from my childhood and I was like you know I have so many that I connect with and we tweet about them all the time and I thought well it would be cool to actually do a cover of these and not just do a cover and put it on YouTube you know have an album. So the original plan was 12 songs, but because of, you know, I only raised so much money on GoFundMe at the time. And um, I just raised it maybe about like 2000 and I put the rest of my, you know, some savings I had into it and did seven songs, but I, I picked songs that um not, that weren't like too obscure, but that were a part of my childhood that I remembered and I loved so much. And um, I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) I was like, okay, but I had to figure it out. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. How am I going to do it? And I had to reach out to Disney music publishing to get the details. And, and the main problem was some of the songs that I wanted to do were never released. If they were never released, you could not cover them. So is that,
0: is that right?
2: Yes. So, why?
1: why? Why Why is that?
2: I don't know. I, publishing. I, I I couldn't get a true rule. Do you know? It's publishing. Because <laughs> I
1: don't. <laughs> no, it's all publishing, you know, some and, and other things, because some of them actually have been released on film, but only have permission to run on film or whatever particular medium it's supposed to be licensed for, but when it comes to actually producing, reproducing it on a soundtrack... They also have to have releases for that. And sometimes they don't do that. Or some for whatever reason, it has not been released on a on a soundtrack. So if it hasn't been released on a soundtrack or there's publishing that's involved, uh yeah, sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't happen that way. Dicey Yeah, it's dicey gray you know? area. Yeah. Yeah. It's dicey gray <laughs> area.
0: Uh, Well, let me ask you, like, could you cover uh, Miracles from Molecules song, which was a Sherman Brothers tune for the adventure through inner space?
2: I'm sure it was that ever like they have an album. I know the Sherman Brothers have that official album. Is that on it?
0: Yeah, I think I've heard it. I've heard your recordings of it.
2: If, if so, it's officially so it released through that, out. yes, yeah, yeah. But like there was there was a so there was a show called Doug Live. Actually, have the Lunchbox behind mm. me. <laughs> it was based on the Nickelodeon show that turned Disney, yeah. and they had it at at Hollywood, at, well MGM Studios for a little bit, and it's where the Frozen show is now. Uh, where the american idol show was and la 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 so anyway um they had this show there and there's this beautiful love song and this was the hardest one for them to get approval for they said we don't know if that song someone like you has ever been released so we don't think you could do it but give us a week we're gonna go see if we can find anything and um they came back a week later and they said well you can do it because the song was released in canada
0: I ah, like, okay. Wow. I, weird. Okay,
2: then there we go. So we what were able it? to do it so, once
0: again. Our northern neighbors come to the rescue. <laughs> I
2: know. I was like, thank yeah. you. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was it was difficult. That was like the biggest change. And I think I asked. The only other change I asked was um when I did. Uh, I did uh, "Strangers Like Me." Phil Collins' is "Strangers Like Me." Yeah, because I love Tarzan Rocks that stage sure. show at Animal Kingdom. So I said, well, I want to sing it in jane's perspective as opposed to tarzan's so can i switch the he the, the uh, she to he and they're like yeah you can do that i went great awesome wow so, so that was and,
0: and so you had to pay a licensing fee right
2: yes so you don't have to it, tell us the, the it's like the, it's like but, it's but, done through a system but so. but
0: it's like based on what you think you uh, like how many albums you're gonna or how many cds you're gonna press or whatever right
2: And I I only did a digital release because the CDs was going to add like an extra, you know, probably 2K of doing it and then putting it out there. And there's like an online way of splitting it, kind of like how YouTube does it. If you do a cover, it says shared profits. It's kind of like that. Oh,
0: okay, okay. So it was very palatable.
2: Yes, the 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 one other story was uh, I just told this was uh, George Wilkins wrote all these wonderful songs like New Horizons and worked on Food Rocks,
0: and, and you you had him as as a guest on your show.
2: Yeah, he's been on right. the show so many times, and I yeah. just met him at the retro WDW retro magic event at Disney yeah. World. Yeah. And um, we were actually talking, so I did, he did the Country Bear Jamboree Vacation Hoedown Show. And one of the songs, um, I said, I'm gonna do this, but you only have like really one verse in the song that was released. Do you mind writing two more verses? So he wrote two more verses and we went to Disney and said, hey, can we add these in because it's his song? And they went, no. And so that was the end of that. Why? (laughs) I don't know. It's the weirdest thing. I was like, it's... Like, he's, he's
0: the, the songwriter. He's the mean, songwriter. <laughs> what,
2: what's the... And they're like, no. But we did get to... I did get to perform it when I was at the event in April. So that was... So you cool. were
0: able to do it live with the new
2: verses? <laughs> yeah, I, I, Yeah. we just did it with a piano player and, okay. and for fun.
0: So you could do it live, but you <laughs> couldn't put it on a recording.
2: Well, we just didn't say anything. I don't think you can, like... You know, be mad at us for singing something live. I I, I don't know. Hopefully not. <laughs> I think it's when you're selling it for money is when the problem comes yeah, in. Okay. So, All right. <laughs> I hopefully nobody's listening that's going to get me in trouble. One hundred percent. No, no. You're
0: you're <laughs> I, right. You're right. I, 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 okay, I would. God. <laughs> I, I don't think I would worry about it. You know. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I missed my I
1: miss my other calling, which would be working for music licensing companies. So. <laughs> Oh, oh go. my gosh.
2: Then you need to help me with this next one. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: sure. We got, we got friends. Right,
0: so, so that's a great segue because now you're, you're working on your second album. Now, is this going to be digital or are you actually going to do some CDs for this one?
2: We're going to do some CDs, which is um, up the ante of the goal that we need to hit. And I think you
0: actually, I think you should do vinyl.
2: I would love, I would love to do that. I really would. Um, I think it's, it's just, putting money into it because it's an Indiegogo campaign and they only allow you 60 days to raise the amount, the goal you have. And if you, even if you're $1 short, you don't, you don't get any of it. It's a, it's an all or nothing. Is it really? Yes. So um, we're at, we're at the 49 day mark. Um, and so I'm hoping we're, we're at, the goal is to hit $10,000 and we're at about $2,280. I think the last time I checked, so we're, we're, we're getting there, but that's where I, I was like, Dave, can I be on your show? Uh, can I please? Because it would yeah, be great no, to like, I, at least I, I, get the word out because yeah, it's hard I, to get the word out. <laughs> I,
0: I absolutely agree with you. And and I think also the other thing, too, that you know, because I've done a few of these crowdfunding uh campaigns to do do a book, you know, and yes, uh, you've been and, so
2: successful. And these yeah, books are amazing.
0: Yeah. And so what what I uh would would say if you want some advice, um, is I think you should do a social media ad, you know, Facebook, Instagram ad yes, uh, I would, that, I, that targets either Disney fans or Disneyland, or in this case, it's Disney world, uh, Disney world fans. And there's a huge amount of Disney world fans out there yes. um, and, and see if you can get them to jump in and help out because, you know, what I love about crowdfunding is that it's really a community. You know, it's yes. a community of like minded people who say, oh, you know what, I'll put up 50 bucks, you know, and if you get enough of those people to put up, you know, 25 or 50 bucks, you're it's there. like, wow, you're there and you could put out something that all these people are going to enjoy.
2: And you want great quality, like your books are wonderful quality. And the only reason I have the 10,000 is we need to make sure it's an audio you know uh, yeah. um something something that you just listen with your ear so it has to sound good you know we right. have to have wonderful backing tracks and you guys want me to sound good not like this obviously i'm just getting over a cold so i apologize but you know i sound a little bit better than this but um, you know and and I want to do a physical CD. Cause that was the most asked question I had yeah. besides when are you doing the second album yeah. was I want a CD for you to sign. And I right. didn't realize people wanted that, but uh, that, that does cost a lot, but yeah. with Indiegogo, the plus to that is you have the perks. So if you put in a uh, $20 for my campaign, you will get a digital copy. And also a thank you, um, uh, when we post out and we have the album out next April, 2023 is our goal is w- when we'd like to release the album. Right. Um, and we're, we're moving it not from seven songs to 10, nine will be Walt Disney world cover songs. So from the theme parks and one will be an original song that I will write something kind of like along the lines of a song you might hear after the fireworks, Okay. Um and then I'm gonna reach out to the That would be I'd like
0: that right after the fireworks. That would be get out, get out,
2: get out, get out, get out. Get out. <laughs> get out.
0: leave the park, get out, <laughs> get
2: out, we need to clean. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And and I like to collaborate with the uh, more performers because in the last album, what was so unique was I got to um have a couple people like my friend Don Lewitzi, who was from the Philadelphia Orchestra, got to play guitar on one of the one of the songs, and Allie who's the original singer of the two brothers song that you hear in the American adventure and great moments with Mr. Lincoln. She had never sung the song live before. Nobody knew, you know, I had interviewed her and I said, we got to record this. So we recorded our own take on it with the extra verse that they removed from the original Irving Gordon song. Okay. So, you know, I I, I and I have I have really big ideas for the songs I want to do. I actually have a list that I want to do. I have to clear it with Disney. Right. Um, so uh, but once I have that solidified, I have a couple people I want to reach out and say, hey, do you want to be on the album? Because I know a lot of people love to, to hear some mm-hmm. of the original singers maybe come yeah. back and do a different take. You and, know?
0: And, and I think, I think Disney's music department is really friendly. Aren't they? I mean, they're, they're yeah. a good group of people. So I, I, I can't imagine sweet. you wouldn't have uh, a hard time with them in getting the licensing put in place.
2: No, they're very, very sweet. They've been very, very helpful. And, and sometimes it's hard for them to find things. Cause it's like, some of these are obscure, but sure. um, I have like backing tracks and things like that. And, and, you know, code numbers and confirmation numbers, things that they they might be able to use. So yeah, I yeah. send that to them to make it a little less painful. But I, I,
0: I should actually put you together with Mark Waters. He, he's a, a composer, conductor. We've had him Ooh. on our podcast as a uh, as a guest. But I, I, I swear I should put you and Mark in touch with each other because be Mark, yeah. Mark is heading up the film scoring uh, department up at the Eastman School of Music in Rochester, New York.
2: Oh, so he's you know? nearby. He's not uh, too far so, from me. No, he's, he's,
0: he's, uh, <laughs> you know, he's, he's got access to a group of musicians.
2: Oh, that would be wonderful. Who
0: knows? I mean, that, that I, would be, that, it, that
2: would be the, like the, the pinnacle. If we could hit 10,000 and Indiegogo is very kind because if you hit that mark, you could still make money continuously after that. Yeah. And, Cause
0: it goes in demand.
2: Yes, correct. So yeah. people, you know, and, and, and there's so many different perks. I think we have a lit list of eight different perks. So even if you just want to donate $5, that's fine. You know, it goes from five to 20, 50, a hundred. And there are different items that we will offer. So $5, you
0: offer for $5, your, your, your perk is a hearty. Thank you.
2: It's a hearty. Thank you. <laughs> on the day the album released, your name will be on the list. Uh, when we send it out to the world. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, now how, how do our listeners find, uh, Uh, find this uh uh album crowdfunding on indiegogo what do they have to do to search that because we're going to put a link in the show notes Al, Al John will put the link in the show notes but while we're sitting here talking you know tell us the name of the campaign
2: So you can go to my website at TammyTucky.com and on that front page is actually the campaign's trailer with a little button that says, come on and donate. And when you click that, you'll go to Indiegogo. Or if you go to Indiegogo, you can type in my name, Tammy Tucky, because I think I'm like the only one on there. If you type my name in the search bar, it will pop up with this green design that says Tammy Tucky's disney album project um and you can donate there um uh, we we we, just ask if you if you can it would be great we uh, are able to accept donations up until july 11th and we're going to do a live show on july 1st on my youtube channel to reunite the people who made the first album because it's going to be five years since we all got together and did that one so we're going to reunite and try to raise some funds through that project too so
0: so um when are you so the campaign if i'm correct is ending in July? Is
2: yeah, July it? 11th.
0: Yeah. July 11th and then um uh, when when will <laughs> when will the uh well I I'm sure it's going to go into uh, uh uh in demand uh because you're going to hit your goal easily. Yes. And and the, the the so once you do that when, when when are you saying that the album is coming out in spring of 23 is that it?
2: Yes, spring of 23 is like our okay. goal, but I, I think it. I think because I'm only working at the, at this time with a few people, we might be able to maybe make it a little bit earlier but I'm just saying for safety because I learned the last time I should have waited maybe pushed it back a little bit we're just saying April 2023 right now and that's when everything all the perks and everything yeah. everybody's been looking forward to you know if you if you get a perk that's a little higher you get a physical CD right. we'll send all of that out and posters and okay and um we have one perk that's that's a lot but it's me flying out to do a personal concert for you if you'd like me to. Wow. You know what I mean? Just that, uh, that's yeah. pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Flight's on me. I'm going to fly right to you wherever you are in the States. I'll, I'll bring in my fancy Disney dresses that I have and I'll sing you whatever you want to hear.
0: <laughs> that, that's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> well, I have to say, I'm looking forward to hearing the album. Uh, Al John, how about you? Of course. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, By by the way, I have to say, Al John, I'm kind of surprised that you and Tammy uh,
1: haven't really met before. No, no, this is the first time. So it's it's a fellow fellow musician. And I am uh, definitely looking forward to the new record and looking forward to seeing, you know, what surprises you might be able to pull out for us, because this is this is great. Basically, I'm living vicariously through you because I've made it a point like 10 years ago to do a Disney cover album, but life takes interesting turns. So I never got around to doing that. So,
2: Oh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And and, yeah. and if anybody wants to hear the quality, because I know some people are like, okay, I want to at least make sure I know where I'm putting my money. Um, you can listen to You'll Find Me on Main Street is the first album. Okay. And it has seven songs. Um, and uh, they were all beautifully orchestrated by my friend James Clark in London. He is mm-hmm. a brilliant um, orchestrator and just instrumentals. And um, there are so many different songs. Like I did a medley of Tomorrow's Child from Spaceship Earth and New Horizons from Horizons. That's probably the most popular one. And uh, someone like me from Doug and Strangers Like Me from Tarzan, Two Brothers with Ali Omo. If you remember the Millennium Celebration, which was my favorite at Epcot, I did Celebrate the Future Hand in Hand. Oh, great. Yep. So that was a great one, too. And the Country Bears. We did the um, the Great Outdoors, which is a nice, you know, song you would want to dance to. Oh, go <laughs> down to. <laughs> Actually, you know, one of my
1: favorite- <laughs> favorite songs is two brothers so it's really cool that you uh you did a cover of that with ally which is amazing so uh, if there was this particular song on your first album that you would want people to listen to which one would it be to give a little sample
2: of i would definitely say tomorrow's child and new horizons because it's majestic and uplifting. i mean this one Imagine, imagine
1: their minds can see. Okay, I have to cut it here because they're going to ping us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's Disney pinging y'all. It's not me. Hey,
1: look, man. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll do what we can, but we wanted to definitely, you know, play a little bit of a snippet of how uh, how much of a quality recording this is, and how much work and awesome labor, blow love it is for you to uh, put these covers out because. You know, we love I, you know, being part of Sorcerer Radio for as long as I have, you know, there's so many songs that people love to hear and to have a new twist on it, to have a fresh voice come in and kind of reimagine the songs and put them out there for people to enjoy is, is super cool. So thank you for that.
2: Oh, my God. I love it. I, I always looked for something like that. That's kind of like how I did my podcast. I was like. I don't see what I like, so I guess I'm going to do it. So I kind of did that with the first album and I'm glad I did. It was hard work and it really, it's just me. It's me. And I'm asking, you know, I, I get help from my friends to do the instrumentals, you know, obviously. And they, they do wonderful work but it really is all me producing and putting it all together and recording it so absolutely <laughs> it's fun
0: yes well Tammy i i have to say i i am thrilled that the tables were turned today and that <laughs> i got to interview you instead of
1: you interviewing me there you go
2: you're a great interviewer. I love your <laughs> podcast. So I was like, yay, I could be on it. Now I get to hear it and share it with my friends. And be like, guess who podcast I was on. <laughs> uh, and,
0: and we loved having you on. I, I want to remind our listeners that uh, the Tammy Tuckies' new Disney themed cover album is currently on Indiegogo. And you can be a part of this. And I got to tell you. whatever you can do, you're going to be part of this community of people who are creating something that's going to live on in posterity. Mm -hmm. And for that, Tammy, I want to thank you so much for being on the Skull Rock podcast.
2: Oh, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. It was so much fun to talk to you guys.
0: It was terrific. And we look forward to having you back again in the future next spring, hopefully when the album releases, and then we can play the appropriate length snippets without getting chased down by the Disney lawyers. No, oh,
2: yeah. I love it. It's an album release party.
1: Let's set a date.
2: Yeah, I'm ready. Let's
1: do, do, it. do it. We'll do it live. So Dave can get out of his little box there.
2: there you go. <laughs> I would love to do that. Yes.
0: All right, Tammy, thanks again for being on the show.
2: Thank you, guys. Have a great week.
1: Bye-bye. <laughs> Your attention, please. Now loading on track number one for a trip around Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom.
0: Skull Rock Podcast.
1: All aboard. Your main street to the world
0: of
2: Disney.
1: Well, I am looking forward to checking out Tammy Tucky's album. Let's do the, crud, uh, the crowdfunding uh, Indiegogo campaign. We'll have the link in the show notes. But what an awesome person to talk to you.
0: I've already supported it. I'll I'll just tell you that uh, because I think she's a a terrific singer uh,
1: and she's got such a bubbly personality. I I, I just love talking with her. Absolutely. Please check it out. And don't forget to check out the Tammy Tucky show wherever you find podcasts. We'll have also that link in the show notes as well. Dave, we've come to an end of yet another edition of Skull Rock Podcast. And don't forget, team, If you love the show, please make sure you tell your friends about it. We do appreciate it. Leave us those reviews over your favorite favorite social media platforms um, or podcast platforms and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, be sure to check out the show archive. There's a lot of great content there for you to listen to. If you're a fan of the behind the scenes of your uh, favorite Disney films, we've got you covered. Dave, you've got the final word.
0: Well, as always, Al John, peace and love to everybody. Uh, as this show drops on Memorial Day, I hope everybody takes a moment to uh, think about those who have served and who have made the ultimate sacrifice uh, uh, for our country. And uh, with that, we look forward to having you back next week, right here on the Skull Rock Podcast.
2: well over a hundred times so they've got that knowledge at their hand as well as it saves them time and money
1: where can people get in touch with you so that they can book their next disney cruise disney park trip adventures by disney
2: they can contact me at theme parks and cruises at gmail.com i'm Kristen hetzel vacation planner world traveler disney foodie and theme park fan
1: I'm Al John Goh. I'm the husband who's also Disney, Star Wars, and Marvel Comics fan. And together, we host the Disney List podcast.
2: Every week you'll hear us list our favorite things about Disney theme parks, films, shows, travel, Marvel, and Star Wars in a top 10 list, rankings, and more.
1: That's an impressive list. Subscribe to the Disney List Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast platform. Even stream us on Sourcer Radio at srsounds.com and check out our live shows on Facebook.
2: The Disney List Podcast. Visit thedisneylist.com.